I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP Show. Today's show is brought to you by the 90-Day Mentoring Challenge. It's amazing what can change in 90 days and just look at the effects of COVID when it hit in March 2020, right? Crazy. Anyhow, I run this 90-Day Mentoring Challenge for people that want to understand where their career is going, maybe take a new direction in their career in the area of Microsoft Business Applications. Uh, Registration is still open for 2022. 2021 has already run. If you want to find out more, go to nz365guide.com forward slash mentoring. Now let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Poland. He is a Dynamics Business Central team leader at Dynaway. He's currently on his first year as an MVP. He is involved with manufacturing and the logistic modules, uh, which he considers the best thing to implement. You can check him out on Twitter at MyNAVBlog or his website, MyNAVBlog.com. Welcome to the show, Christopher. Hi, Mark. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> you've gone You've gone quiet. Let, uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to let you tell the audience what's your full name because I, you know, I couldn't even pronounce your last name. I know. A lot of people have problems. So my full name is Krzysztof Białowons. Wow. Which, does, it have, uh, does it have a meaning? Does your last name have a meaning? In fact, yes. It, it means white mustache. So. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. So, so when we think of MVPs in Poland in inside business applications, are there many? Uh, not so many, but yes. And, uh, you know, with business applications, like I still uh, see it like some, uh, uh, if you dig to the business application, then you have finance and operation, you have power platform and all of that. And to be honest, I'm only one who is uh, related to Business Central, which was formerly now uh, NAV, Dynamics NAV. So I'm very interested in Poland. It's one of the countries I've not got to. And of course, it has a lot of history associated um, independently, but also associated with the Second World War. I, I had a niece that went and lived there for a year um, and worked as a uh, like a te- teacher's aide, um, I think in a, in, in a convent or something like this. So that was very interesting for her. But tell me, you know, what are the best things about Poland in your mind? Uh, I, I think it's like uh, I'm always saying that if you want to travel and see a lot of things, uh, then Poland is really great because we have sea. Uh, which is unfortunately cold sea, but we also have mountains. We have uh, a district with lakes. So there's a lot of things which you can do here. It's like uh, in every place in Poland, you will find something which has some history, some, uh, yeah. So it's really great place to travel. And what about food? What 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 would you recommend when it comes to uh, you know traditional food in 
Poland? Oh, that that's a tricky question because uh, <laughs> we have a lot of like food from uh, which we name from different countries' names. So, for example, we have Russian dumplings. We have uh, uh, we have uh, Greek uh, fish. Uh, well, so a lot of like this, but uh, but meat. Uh, a lot of people eat meat here, so if you are meat lover, then you should. And one, if we talk, maybe not food, but but uh, fruits. We the Poland uh, Poland is uh, like big exporter of apples, so that's uh, if you will go to Poland, you need to eat apples. That they are great, right? So a lot of types of of uh, apples. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. What about um, what about uh, you know alcohol spirits? Do you have any special you know uniquely made? You know, like Russia's famous for its vodka. Oh, we still um, we also famous from vodka, right? So th- there's yes, yes. Uh, I think we are one of the biggest manufacturers of vodka, and you can uh, probably also will find it uh, in your shop. It's called uh, Zubrovka. Which is Jabrówka. Yes, it's bison grass, so uh, vodka. So you have a vodka, and inside it you have also a bison grass. So yeah, and I think that it's quite famous all over the world. And yeah, the, if we're talking about spirit, then, then vodka, the, the the first place. Also beer, but vodka is the first place. Yeah. How do you like to drink it? As in, do you, as in, you know, you could make it into a cocktail, mix it with other things, or do you like to have it straight? No, if you talk about uh, vodka, then straight. If you're going with Zubrówka, then with apple juice, uh, that's uh, that's great uh, combination. But normally, rather straight, like a shot. And do you eat, do you eat anything traditionally with it? As in, like, uh, why I ask, when I, when I traveled across Russia... Uh, on the Trans-Siberian Railway, one of the things I, I got talking to uh, somebody in, in one of the garages and he had a, a like a Coke bottle with no label on it but full of uh, homemade vodka <laughs> and and <laughs> him and I drunk that for a, a wee while and he would... Uh, he would have a tin of meat that we ate with it so we would, we would skull and then we would drink... Um, some uh so, so then we'd eat this meat with it so do you pair it with anything do you normally eat it with anything or do you just drink it straight yeah always people when visiting uh visiting us here from different kinds they just drink vodka without eating anything i would say oh wait you need to drink you need to eat as well because you will not survive so uh, <laughs> there's a lot of things there is no like like one common uh, thing maybe like from famous things is tatar and uh, uh, so raw meat uh, and that that yeah that that's great and everywhere in restaurants you will find it um, in past in like 90s i remember that a lot of people were eating herring uh, in oil, but now it's like uh, we we don't so we don't drink so much anymore. Uh, but still, <laughs> uh, but uh, but it's less uh, over a year as I remember. So yeah, yeah. So how did you get into IT? What was your journey to getting into IT? Uh, I was study 
not IT, uh, but uh, a printing and paper making engineering. Wow! Yes, so interesting. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's my um, that's my primary background, and then I sw- and then I was uh, working for one company which was doing the systems for the printing houses, and then I then at some point I just moved to uh, to the company which was implementing Business Central or NAV that and then that started how I how I was how I became a developer. But in uh, in that company, I was working rather as a consultant, not a developer, because they were doing the .NET, which I didn't know. Yeah. So this is how how I started uh, my journey with uh, with IT, like strict IT. Yes. Yeah. So so I, did you get into NAV purely because that was the technology being implemented, or did you do some research? Or was it, you know, as I say, just what was there and you were asked to get, you know, be involved and you kind of, you kind of accidentally got into it? To be honest, accidentally. So uh, I was thinking about the ERP systems. Uh, I knew how uh, business processes worked and I said, oh, that's nice, uh, uh, a nice offer. Well, let's go and try. And uh, I think that was one of the best things which happened to me. Uh, moved to to this world uh, from this uh, from this company which was doing the system for uh, for the printing houses. So yeah. But uh, it was it was really lucky, like guys, uh, that it will be so nice. <laughs> so so. You know, I I have not personally worked a lot in NAV in my career. I've worked in other Dynamics 365 products. So tell me a bit about, if you were to explain, if a customer came to you and said, what's the difference between NAV and Business Central, what was your what would your response be? Oh, that, that's a tricky question because uh, I think... Uh, which I don't know if it's a very popular opinion, is two different systems, right? Uh, it was uh, NAV and in uh, in last years, it's really changed. And especially when I'm thinking about business, I think about the, the cloud solution, right? Still, it's possible to use it on-prem, but... Uh, but I think it's uh, on the cloud uh, uh, platform. And uh, NAV was rather older system. I mean, uh, it it in, uh, evolved, but uh, now, you know, you have everything with uh, web-based, so it's really modern uh, comparing to, uh, to NAV, right? And you need to focus also on different things, uh, implementing also uh, business central, uh, like we didn't need to do in NAV. And uh, so those are different systems, even if, uh, especially in Poland, NAV was implemented for the bigger companies because of the price. I think Business Central is for little smaller companies. Uh, Of course, it can be still used for big companies, but it's like, I think it's meant for a little smaller. Yeah, interesting that you have that view. Tell me, you know, you you mentioned that you didn't start off in programming. Are you doing a lot of, coding now for NAV and Business Central? Uh, yes, now uh, much more uh, than I was doing 10 years ago. But I think it's uh, uh, it's like uh, now I have also a lot of uh, other uh, responsibilities, but still I love to develop 
right? So uh, that's something which I really, really like. What are you typically developing? Is it is it integrations into other systems or is it uh, functionality that's not available out of the box? Uh, in our case, we're doing development for the functionality which is not out of the box. It's uh, unique for, the, uh, for Business Central. Uh, basically, our company... Uh, was doing uh, add-on which was sold later to Microsoft on finance and operation. And we decided, okay, let's do very similar for Business Central. So it's uh, all about the maintenance, which is not part of standard Business Central. Right? So uh, we focus on like internal maintenance of assets. So, uh, yeah. We don't do implementations, right? So we are we only work as an ESV. Your company now is mainly an ISV, so you're adding, you're creating functionality on top of the software from Microsoft, so that other companies that typically need this requirement, you sell them the software. Uh, correct, right? So we have also partners all over the world, and also uh, customers all over the world. Wow. So so that means you would be familiar with AppSource. Yes, we are on AppSource, yes. What's what's your experience with AppSource? How how good is it to bring business to your company? When we started like 2 years ago and uh, doing that, uh the, the the world was totally different and we and the AppSource was starting let's say for Business Central. Uh, the validation process was totally manual and so on. Now it's much, much faster, much, and this is what Microsoft is doing is really great. We will have validation in hours. And, you know, I would never, like, uh, I'm always saying to my friends, it's like two years ago, I never would say that someone will just go and click button on uh, such website as AppSource and install everything and 15 minutes later he is ready to start working, right? Or to, let's say 20 minutes. And now it's changed. You the, you can, I even was today on AppSource and just trying to find what are the uh, nice add-ons and I'm always saying that's the first thing which we as developers and consultants should do. First go to AppSource check if there is an app uh, for the system. And then if uh, it fits, just use the app because uh, you will not uh, do it in the time and and, uh, and cost uh, of this app, which is uh, on App Source, probably. Right? So that, that's really great. And uh, even more, I can tell you, it's like, I think it's not only partners which are uh, using App Source, at least in our case it's uh, like a wow that but real customers are just going to app source and just download the app and i'm really like very surprised that it's happening so fast right so 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 you're saying it's uh, you know 15 minutes somebody can install it but are people buying and then you know paying you money for the software uh, it is possible, but not from AppSource directly. There's still no monetization for Business Central. Uh, so uh, they can go to our website. They can just uh, uh, put their tenant ID and the environment, I think, and they can just buy it. But uh, they also can use it for free, right? So there is a functionality which works for free, so they don't need to buy it. In fact, if the free version is okay for them. Yeah. 
Excellent. That's that's really good. And actually, I just jumped on your website and I can see you've got starter, basic, premium, and enterprise. And so the starter, as you say, is free. It's functional, right? So it's still can, uh, people can still use it. Yeah. This is so good. This is so good. I'm impressed. I always like to come across new companies that are using AppSource effectively. Tell me, how did you become an MVP? So what was that journey for you? I really always uh, like to to uh, to blog about the system and uh, and talk about it. And to be honest, I started like ten or eight years ago, but then I moved to different company and I couldn't just uh, uh, just do it. Uh, and uh, when I backed again to the to the partner uh, channel, I started to uh, to have a blog. Uh, and to be honest, my bosses were like, "Okay, yes, great that you are sharing this knowledge." So they were very like uh, helping me with that. And I started also to do the uh, speaking on some conferences. I also. Yeah, and uh, I needed to prepare for one conference, so I also, uh, and we, which was like a one-day training on this conference, so I decided, okay, let's write a free book, or I'm calling it workbook, uh, uh, for uh, beginning uh, beginners, right, with development. And uh, later, pandemia uh, came, so... Uh, one thing which I did, I tweeted, oh, okay, if there's anyone who would like to meet online. And it turns out that now we have like 30 meetings already with people and we created a, a community with 600 people in it. And yes, so... Uh, so one day, Camille, which I know that you were talking with him, he said, I nominated you for MVP. I said, wow, that's the the best day ever, right, in my in my career, right? So th- th- that, was the, that was the journey. This is so good. And, like, that's incredible. Are you saying that before COVID, that community wasn't together? That community has come about since COVID? Yeah, basically the difference between those all events which which are on the uh, online or it's like we don't record the, uh, we don't record uh, our meetings and that's because uh, I just want that people will be there if they want to learn something that's one but also that everyone will feel free can join with the beer uh, like a meeting with friends after hours right especially that we are doing yeah, we are doing it on Fridays and afternoon. So uh, over those uh, 30 meetings, there's over 600 people in the community, which uh, at least once joined. Also people from uh, from Microsoft, but it's like on each meeting is average 40, 50 people. It's like, uh, you know, in the... Yeah, so... Uh, a lot of people just listening, but a lot of people want to talk. So it's going in the crazy directions, right? We have like a main topic, but uh, it doesn't mean that we always uh, ending up uh, talking with uh, one topic. We also have some quiz and all kinds of stuff. So it's really nice. Uh, I mean, it, it turns out to be really nice. I just try to host it, but uh, it's the community which is doing that uh, so nice and great, uh, in my opinion. Wow, this is so good. 
Well, it's been interesting getting to know you, Chris, and your journey. I always like to wrap up with some quick-fire questions, which are very random. Are you ready for yours? All right. Okay, first one. Uh, what's the most illegal thing you've done? Illegal thing that I've done? Oh, I'm not good. Uh, not good. Uh, I mean, I'm not good in, in legal things. I'm rather, like, I even cannot drive the bus without the ticket, so... No illegal, uh, really. <laughs> uh, uh, what was your first car? Uh, Toyota. It's always Toyota for me. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I have a Toyota. Yeah, but I can tell you about the, uh, my parents' uh, car, uh, which is uh, it was very popular in, uh, in Europe, uh, in Poland especially. It was called, you need to Google that, uh, Fiat. 126p which is very small car if you will google that it's like a very very small car it's like wow it is small it's, yes it's half of the mini and you imagine that there is a record which i think 20 or 30 people just get to it <laughs> Wow, so it's a an Italian car, isn't it? Uh, it was it was uh, produced in Poland, but I think on some Italian yeah Italian uh, uh, license. Yeah, very cool. Last question: uh, Who's someone you really admire or look up to? Uh, in a lot of areas, different people, right? But I think in like uh, in my uh, career, is a lot of. Uh, People, especially MVPs, uh, which uh, which help me right every day. So that's nice, and uh, I always can can talk with them. So that's good. I think I cannot like say one person. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thanks, thanks a lot, and it was really nice to to meet you. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Business Applications MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 Guy. If you like the show and you want to be a supporter of the show, check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 Guy. Once again, thanks for spending the time here and stay safe.